0: Today in the Attorney Career Advice podcast with Harrison Barnes.
1: Your ability in a cover letter to make a connection with people is extremely important. The more you're able to make a connection, the better off you're going to be. Your cover letter that's able to make that connection is really going to help you. Your cover letter should match with the job seeking. Okay, so this is a cover letter workshop. Today we're gonna to talk about cover letters and some people send over also copies of their cover letters and we'll go through those. If you haven't sent over a cover letter yet and we have time, you can send it to Jared. Let me just give you a BCG search. I believe this is email.com or jared.er.org. And he can forward them to me during this meeting if we have time to review your cover letters. Last week we went over. What did we go? Over? Last week we went over resumes, and so this week we go over cover letters. And this is always a fun thing to go over, and we'll look at the everyone's cover letter who sent them over. Now, there's a couple of things that I wanted to go over with before we start really talking about each individual cover letter, and really what we're going to talk about today are some of the things that are most important when you're doing a cover letter for an employer, and. Right before I came into the studio to do this presentation, I was thinking about all the schools I've gotten into, the jobs I've gotten, and really all the things that have happened to me in my career and life. In most instances, I was not always the best candidate for the things that I was trying to do. Any college can always admit people that are better than you, in terms, at least on paper. Any school, any employer can usually find better people. And because there's so many people out there for everything you're trying to do, You're usually, in in most cases, not going to be the best candidate for whatever you're trying to do. And it's just important to understand. So the one thing that you really have to offer that a lot of people don't have to offer are your ability to make connections with people. And I was thinking, in one of the last presentations I did on cover letters, I was talking about all the recruiters we've ever hired at BCG Attorney Search, and it's a lot, it's probably hundreds in, in our history. And the majority of them were people that were hired through someone that knew someone, and they came in that way. And also the majority of employees. At one point, I was working in an office with a lot of people, like over 100, and the majority of those people that were working there came through knowing people, your ability in a cover letter to make a connection with people is extremely important and you have to figure out a way to do that because you're not always going to be, in most cases, won't be the best applicant. Now, people will take a look at your resume and bring you in based on that. And that happens all the time. And people get hired based on their resume. But the cover letter, when the cover letter is done well and makes the connection, it's hugely important. And there's so many things that you can do in your cover letter to make a connection with employers. And most cover letters, by the way, are just very generic. The ones we'll look at today, I haven't taken a look at all of them before, but most cover letters are very generic. They... They basically talk about you they say you're available for an interview your references is available on requests and all this kind of stuff and and that doesn't really do anything for you what does do something for you is your ability to make a connection with the employer and they're always going to be people better than you your experience is not always going to be the best your experience is on your resume but if your cover letter has the ability somehow to connect with your audience you're going to do much much better and how do you do that will you do that by understanding the firm and its people by understanding the people that are there in the practice area if people within the firm if you've read things about them if you've you're familiar with the type of work that they do you're familiar with the type of practice areas in some cases even if you've done informational interviews if you've taken the time to talk to people there and that sort of thing It's interesting that every time there's like a bad recession, and I think right now there is a bad recession, and I think it's going to get worse. There's so many layoffs happening. It's just very upsetting. This is not a good market but there's always people in bad markets that are able to consistently get jobs and interviews and they're able to do consistently. And it's a certain type of person. And typically what these type of people do is they have the ability to get on the phone. And if they were, if they had the ability, they would call me, they would call other recruiters, they would call people that they've worked with in the past and they would use those connections to get. And so in the worst markets of all time, there's always people that, Regardless of what they, they can't control it. They get laid off or they lose their jobs because their employer doesn't have the work. And there's certain people that always come out on top. And what those people do is they're able to somehow make a connection and connect their way into jobs. And so they call people, they set up a lot of meetings, they meet with people. And then when they do meet with people, they have, they're able to form these sort of connections, and then they use those connections to turn that stuff into to jobs. And it works. I don't know why more people don't do this, but it, it works quite a bit. There's a famous book, I think it's famous, but it's probably not that famous. And it's called Never Send a Resume or something like that. And I, and that may not be the name of it, but it has a very simple premise to it. And and essentially, it may not be called Never Send a Resume. I'm not even sure what the name of the book is. And I don't think it matters. I read it maybe 25 years ago. But the idea of this book is, and what this person said, is it's something that I've heard from a lot of people. I've heard it from speakers. If you go to like seminars where they talk tell attorneys how to get business, and this is a very good, way to get a position too, is you're supposed to go and if you're ever looking for a position or trying to do something, you're supposed to write down like a hundred plus people or anybody that you can think of. So you write down a hundred plus people that you know, and then you call up those people and you just make contact with them somehow. You don't tell them you're looking for a job or anything, but you start making contact with as many people as you can. And if they ask you about yourself or whatever, you may tell them, I'm looking for a job or you tell them what you're doing and you stay in contact with them. And by staying in contact with them, you're getting connections. And then those connections can lead to other connections and so forth. And very few people do this, but it's a secret of people like Bill Clinton, who used to keep a huge kind of, he used to write down on three by 11 note cards, everybody he met and all these details about them. And he would meet them 20 years later after having met them briefly and still remember them because he would always go through these note cards and So it's all about connections. This is what politicians do. This is what very good business people do. This is what everyone who's very successful does. And it's your way also to get a position. So you can't, you're never going to be the best applicant for every job that you apply to. It's just not going to happen. There are so many applicants for a lot of job out there that the employer will hire. Usually they'll bring in to interview the people that they think are the best on paper, but having that connection is very important. So how do you make a connection? And you have to start figuring that out. It's about knowing people there. It's about knowing about the firm. It's about having something in common with the firm, whether it's politics or interest or geography, or that you're a fan of somebody's work there, but you make people feel good about themselves when you're able to make a connection. And people need connection. It's really what everything's about. Law firms and partners in them get clients based on making connections with people. You can get jobs based on making connections. You can get anything you want really if you're able to make connections. I was reading a book the other day and it was about some woman that had gone to UCLA and then had gotten into the, I don't know, the doctor program in psychology, which was like the most competitive in the country and had basically, not great grades when she was at UCLA, and but had done all this work in labs and new people and so forth and was able to get into the program based on that, not being the best applicant, but based on connection. And that's really how everything works. I knew a, a girl that got into Stanford Law School and she applied on a Monday. Uh, Or sent her application in on a Monday and got a letter back the following Monday, getting accepted. And she was this is when I was in college and had was very close to a professor who was very close to someone, and she had good grades and other things. But at the same time, that sort of stuff is very rare. The more you're able to make a connection, the better off you're going to be. And you have to ask each cover letter that you write. Am I trying to make a connection? And people are tribal animals. They are more comfortable with people that they have connections with. So you can make it as simple as geography, but you should also think about what the firm does, what they're known for, what they're proud of, what they're like, Thing that you can possibly put in your cover letter that's able to make that connection is really going to help you a great deal. And we'll talk about all these rules when we start looking at cover letters today, but you'll see how most cover letters aren't really trying to make that connection. They're more about the person and and anybody can write about themselves. They're more about your ability to give the firm a reason to like you and to trust you compared to all the other applicants they're receiving. And people do read cover letters when they realize that they're not generic and they don't read generic cover letters. Is a generic cover letter going to hurt you? In most cases, it won't generally won't but it's not going to necessarily help you either so you need to understand what it is that you can do
0: to make your cover letter less generic do you want to grow your legal career a lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals working with a legal placement firm like bcg attorney search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of if you're looking for a new legal job send us your resume so we can help Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on submit resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. There's just a couple, these are some basic
1: rules that I'll talk about with you real briefly before we start looking at the cover letters, which will be fun, and we'll start that in a few minutes. But your cover letter basically needs to show you can do the job. So there's different types of jobs, by the way. There's jobs that are jobs, and then there's applying to a firm, which is a very effective method to get a job. So if you're looking for a a job right now, you'll typically be applying to firms with openings. and, And if you're smart, you'll apply to firms without openings. But if the firm has an opening, typically what's happening is the firm is going to describe in its job description what it needs. And that job description may be very specialized or it may be very open and generic. And most positions that we recruit for at BCG and most law firm positions are going to be specialized. And that just means the firm may be looking for someone to do, a. I saw a job this morning, it was for a plaintiff's product liability attorney in for medical devices, meaning suing medical device manufacturers that are where there's something wrong with them. And that's a very specialized position. And, and if someone had that kind of experience and they were specialized, they would talk about nothing but that in their cover letter. And a lot of people believe in their cover letter that they should talk about a bunch of different things they've done. So they'll say, I have experienced a trademark law and corporate, and I've also done some real estate transactions. And now there are positions and times when that's okay, but most law firms want to hire people that are specialized in one practice area. The reasons for that are fairly simple. Their clients want to hire specialists, and because their clients want to hire specialists, your ability to do different things doesn't give the firm a ton of confidence. So if you can do one thing, it could be as simple as insurance defense, or it could be insurance defense for truck accidents or motorcycle accidents, or it could be corporate M&A for pharmaceutical companies, or it could just be corporate M&A for mid-cap companies. Whatever your experience is, if you have experience that matches the job description, and you can put that in your cover letter, that's going to be very helpful, representing the same types of clients and doing that thing. And most large law firms, by the way, and most firms in significant markets, meaning when a market gets to be 100,000, 200,000 people, most of the law firms that have several people in them are going to want specialists. Now, law firms in smaller markets, and it's just important to understand, so you have law firms in small markets and law firms in large markets, and firms almost always want want specialists. And they want specialists just because in those markets, their clients are gonna pay higher billing rates for people that are experienced doing one thing. So the idea is that if you do nothing but one type of work, patent prosecution for companies manufacturing new drugs with some type of drug. The law firm can charge much higher rates for your expertise because you don't have to learn on the job and the clients will know that. Most large law firms want specialists. So your cover letter needs to talk about how you're a specialist and whatever the job is. And so your cover letter should match with the job seeking and talk about your experience doing that as well. So that's one thing to understand if there's an opening. So what we do in all of our submissions to law firms is we talk about, we'll have right at the beginning of our cover letters that we write when we're representing a candidate, we'll have a basically say, this candidate is for this particular job, and this is why they are a good fit for it. And so your cover letter should talk about how you are an expert in that area or whatever that job is. And then you should de emphasize other things that are not relevant to that. And so, is that a lot of work for each cover letter? Yes, it's a lot of work. And, but making your cover letter more specialized is going to really help you because you're going to, the law firm's going to see that you're interested in them. They're going to see that you have the right experience, that you read the job, that you understand that. And very few people will do that. And your ability to do that is almost like the first step in applying for a job. Your ability to show that you understand the job and that you're a specialist for it will help you. Now, law firms in smaller to mid-sized markets do not have the luxury of having always, may not require specialists. And so they may require, and for example, If if you're a corporate attorney in New York City, you may be doing one aspect of M&A for one particular type of company. But if you're a corporate attorney in Wisconsin, in a large city in Wisconsin at a mid-sized firm there, you may do corporate, you may do some securities, you may do like a lot of corporate governance, you may do a lot of different things, and that's okay. So then your cover letter can talk about that. But as a general rule, your cover letter needs to match the type of work that people are doing there, and talk about that to the extent you can. And so just realize that if you start talking about all your different types of experience to a large law firm, it's going to turn them off. And if you talk about how you're a specialist in one thing to a smaller law firm, that's going to turn them off. too. So you need to talk about that in your cover letter. And you need to be very direct about that and make sure that it's following that experience and so i will take questions about this too because i know a lot of people probably will have questions and you can ask what if i don't have experience and all, all that this is more for experienced positions now firms without openings typically that's a very powerful way of getting a job by the way most people don't think that they should be applying firms without openings and i do this all the time over 85 over 85 percent of the placements that i make of the placements that we make at BCG are with firms that don't necessarily have openings. And it's funny, like if you're one of my candidates, we'll always send you firms that have openings and we'll send you job orders. We get exclusive jobs that we're the only person using. But we typically are better with targeting firms without openings. And the reason it's so good to target firms without openings is law firm is just sitting there and They may have an awesome corporate practice or they may have an awesome patent practice or litigation and it doesn't matter and they're not out there actively having meetings and posting jobs online and talking to recruiters they're just sitting around and then if someone shows up it looks really good you're the only applicant And especially if you write them saying, I'm very interested in this practice that you have. I'd love to talk to you more about it, or maybe consider, is it something I can maybe talk to you about now or in the future? These sorts of uh, inquiries into firms are hugely helpful. On Law Crossing, we have something called the Law Crossing Archives, which basically no one uses. Again, it's the most powerful aspect of the site, I think. And we have it at BCG, where we track every opening that a firm or company or whatever has ever had and what's very effective is saying hey two years ago you were looking for this type of person you might want to you maybe have a would you be willing to consider me for this you know now and firms love that they love it when someone very good comes along one of the things that's most interesting that we do at bcg and one of what makes up a lot of these 85 percent of placements are when people are interested in relocating to a market so say you're currently working in san francisco at a big firm and you're from akron ohio and you want to go home to akron where your family is and where you grew up if you're doing something like that we will obviously try to help you apply to the jobs there, but we'll also recommend that you apply to pretty much every firm that has your practice area in Akron. So say you're a corporate securities or maybe you're just general corporate. We'll help you apply to all of the corporate the firms with good corporate practices there that do the type of work. And people get tons of interviews this way because the law firms are excited that someone is interested in them, that someone from a big firm is moving back. And lots of interviews, much more, by the way, than if they were applying just to all the firms in San Francisco with openings. So when you apply to firms without openings that have very strong practice areas and do this sort of work, it can get people's attention. And it's a very smart thing to do. And just something that I recommend everybody do. And then targeting firms saying, I'm only applying to a few corporate practices in Akron because there's not a lot of firms that I think would do the type of work, but I'd really like to talk to you and have an opportunity because I'm moving home. Firms go crazy about that. And it's a very good way to get a job. It's something, by the way, that when we work with people at BCG, a lot of people are afraid of applying to firms without openings, but it's actually often the smartest thing you can do, especially if you're cover letter's focused, because firms without openings, you're the only applicant. Just think about how smart that is. Being the only applicant for a job and then expressing interest in the firm and somehow making connection with that firm is great. And one of the reasons firms without openings works when people are moving home, it works very well is because what happens is you're making the connection. I'm from Akron. I want to be. I want to be in Akron. It seems much better to me than living in San Francisco. I'm sick of the crime. I want to be in a safe. Whatever the reason is, you give those reasons, and you're making connections. So the most powerful resumes and the most powerful cover letters are making connections. And one of the reasons I think that works so effectively when people apply to firms without openings is because you're not just applying to the firm like hundreds of other people are. You're applying, saying there's something special about you that really makes me want to be part. Of your firm. And a lot of times people don't do that with openings, but they do that without openings. And maybe that's why it's more effective. But I really would encourage you to think about that statistic because it's very important for your success in getting a position. Now, there's a couple other things that a cover letter needs to do. And again, we'll come back to these again and again today as we go start going through the cover letter. But your cover letter also needs to show that you can be managed. And essentially, what this means is that you need to show the law firm that you're someone that essentially can that will follow orders and do things the way they want done and and it's not all about you. A lot of times people will write cover letters and they'll say I did this, I had this honor, I did this, I was part of this group, I did this, and I did this and it's and and all you're doing when you do that is a lot of times turning firms off and firms want to believe that you're someone that can be hired, that is very enthusiastic about your practice area, about them, and, and then commit to working for them and doing the best you can. A lot of times when people write cover letters, what they do is they sit down and they decide they need to write an essay about how great they are. And I've seen cover letters go on for two or three pages. Now, I'll tell you that this is something that I was actually guilty of when I was in law school, is writing these very long cover letters that talked all about all these things that I'd done and how great I was. And the problem with that is that when you do that, people are like, there's no way that this person's going to stick around. and They're just too into themselves. And other people do things like they talk about things that are completely irrelevant to what the law firm needs. So I've seen a lot of cover letters where people talk for, they start off and they talk for two paragraphs about pro bono work that they've done while they're employed with a large law firm which there's nothing wrong with doing pro bono work, but but you should be talking about the type of work you do for the law firms and their clients. You should talk about activities and organizations that are maybe relevant to what the firm's doing. People may start off their cover letter talking about how they're part of a Republican or Democratic organization, and they they've been fighting the environment. I don't know, but whatever... Or fighting, helping drillers, whatever these things that are irrelevant. A lot of times, people do that, and what that ends up doing is it puts you on one side of an issue that could scare away an employer. So you want to be very careful about that. You want to think about what can I do that will make this really like me, and think about the kind of the difference between soldiers and generals. And this is an example that I always try to give. You want to appear like a soldier. You want to appear like someone that is going to give work to do that's going to that will do the job that they're hired to do that will do the absolute best that they can that will follow orders and that will support the firm and a lot most people unfortunately don't do that in their cover letters they'll do the opposite they'll just talk nothing about themselves and again that's probably okay to some extent because a lot of people do that but if you
0: don't do that you're going to be much better off and we'll talk about how to do that today as well do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job we do And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards, because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And then the other thing about cover letters is they need to be very clear and direct.
1: And a lot of times people will write these long cover letters and the cover letters will go into a lot of detail about things that are irrelevant. They'll talk about all the everything about this person and they're sometimes they'll talk about their families and all these things. And your cover letter really is your writing sample and it shows how are you going to marshal your skills stuff to make a good case to the jury, which is the person reading it. It needs to show that you can write well. It needs to have no abbreviations. It shouldn't say more than you need to. And uh, to the extent you do that, you're going to be much better off the writing sample. So as a writing sample, you're supposed to be an attorney. And as an attorney, you have to be able to convince someone and do so in a direct and quick way. And if you are boring to your to the person reading it, then, then, then it's not going to help you either. So you need to keep the person interested. You need to be short and direct and make a point. One of my most effective cover letters ever was the shortest cover letter I ever wrote. And it said something like, I want to be at the absolute best litigation firm in Los Angeles. I believe that you're it. Please let me come in and interview with you. Something like that. That's all I wrote. And that had the ability of making the connection. And also making the person is very direct, very short. And when I wrote that, I remember getting a call from the head of the firm saying this is a great cover letter because you're making making an immediate connection, flattering people. So you need to show right clearly and directly. And am I saying that you should write a cover letter like that to every employer? No, but if you have something like that, you could say, "I'm looking to work for the firm that has the best this type of practice." in the country and there's no one better than you. It's the kind of place I could imagine being the rest of my career. That's going to really help you compared to the way that everyone else is writing cover letters. One example I wanted to give you about cover letters too, before we start reviewing them, is just imagine that you're a very competitive school, you're a very competitive law firm, or you're a very desirable person to be friends with or whatever. Everyone's going to have all sorts of ways of wanting to get in with you. And, and just wanting to get in with you is not enough. You need to be able to connect with, with that person somehow or that group. And if you can get in. I was, for a long time, I was in this organization called Head, which is a technology entertainment. And it's a very hard organization to get into. It's like Mark Zuckerberg and all these people. Now, I was actually not in the core organization. I was in a like an offshoot of it. And I remember I wanted to get into the to the core organization. It was very hard because it's just, I don't know, 1,200 people in it or something. It's just ridiculous how competitive it is. And I was talking to this girl that was one of the heads of the membership person and people. And I told her how much I want to join. She said, oh, you have no problem. You just have to, people just have to know you and understand you first. And I remember that because that's really what all this stuff is about. Like to the extent you have a connection and I should have followed up with her and I never did. And then the next year I didn't go to their events. And I just, but the point is that if you're able to make that connection with people, then that's very helpful. And just remember that everybody wants to work at these good employers, but very few people are willing to do what it takes to get there. And then this is the final one and make the connection. This is the final one before we start reviewing all of your cover letters is that your cover letter needs to show you're likely to work for the employer for the long term. And so what that means is no one wants to hire people that they don't believe are going to stick around. They just don't. It's not good for for you, it's not good for the employer, it's not good for the people working at the employer, it's not good for your self-esteem, it's not good for their self-esteem. So there's something that always happens during recessions, it's happening now a lot is firms will, people will start applying for jobs that pay less than they're used to making, that aren't as prestigious, that don't do the same type of work, and start taking these jobs because it's the only thing that they feel like they can get. And that's okay. But then the employers are actually, a lot of them are very smart. So what the employers are doing is they're saying, hey, this is great. I'm really impressed. You went to University of Michigan Law School and worked at Wild Gottschall but we're not interested in you working full time right now. We'll give you a contract position here in Syracuse, New York, as opposed to a full time position, because we don't think you're really going to commit and stick around. And honestly, based on what I've seen, that's probably a pretty smart decision for these some of these firms to make. And the reason is because people like that never stick around if it's the only thing they can get. People aren't interested in hiring people that aren't going to stick around. Just because you have really good qualifications and are willing to work at a firm that pays less, scares the employer. The employer wants to believe that you're going to stay there and that you belong there. I'll never forget, I was interviewing a long time ago at a very small firm. It was in a beautiful office building in Century City. And it was made up of all these, of so these Ivy League law schools, And but it was small, it was like 12 attorneys. And I got into this interview And the first person asked me, Where else are you interviewing? And I was like, I interviewed at Latham Watkins this morning and I interviewed at this firm and this firm. And the guy was like, We're looking for people that want to work at very small 12 person law firms, basically, that aren't concerned about how much money they make and want a collegial atmosphere and are willing. And he was right. The person that said that was absolutely right. I didn't know what I wanted. And they would have made a huge mistake bringing someone like me in, and they wanted a certain type of person that really wanted something like that. And you need to be able to convince people that you're that's the type of place you want to work. And law firms need to see that. So if you write a letter to a small firm and you say, I'm sick of working in large law firms. I wanna work in a place where I know everyone and where I feel like there's a connection and there's a family and where we can accomplish something together and where there's upper mobility. That's actually gonna make a connection much more different than, I'm willing to consider working here, but I'm also looking at these other options. And so your cover letter really needs to make the person believe that you're gonna stick around for the long term. I think that's also one reason, this is just another quick point, that when people are relocating to a geographic area, but they're from, or they have a connection, that it's such a powerful way to get a position. If you're from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you're currently working in Chicago and you want to move home, wow, you usually get a very open reception when just applying to firms that are there because they're going to, wow, this person's coming home, they're going to stick around. And not only that, we have the most attractive commercial litigation practice in Albuquerque for them. And that makes a connection. So employers need to believe that you're going to stick around at the interview and hire you. And they will disqualify you based on you being more qualified for a job than you think you are, unless you have a way to let them know that this is really, really what you want. And there's a final thing here that I'm just going to touch on before we start looking at these cover letters. And law firms want to believe that you're trying to move up for some reason. And, and if you can make this connection in a cover letter, you do very well. I always, when I was recruiting, I'm recruiting, but when I used to write all every single cover letter for every single one of my candidates, and the best cover letters and the ones that always got the most interviews were ones where I was positioning the person as somehow this move was likely to be the last move because they were this firm represented everything that they were trying to do in their career. So an example might be you start off at a firm representing small firm, small companies and contract disputes related to, manu- I don't know, but some type of contract dispute. Then you move to a larger firm doing that does better. And then you move to a firm that has written a treatise about it and about that type of law and you really want to do it. And then there's an offshoot of that firm or there's another firm that is even bigger, that has the world's expert in what you're trying to do. And this is where you do anything to try to work with that. And so somehow, if you can position yourself as moving up and whatever, moving down to a smaller firm can be moving up or moving to another market that where you're from or where you have a connection or where there's some reason for you to be there. But there has to be some sort of way that the law firm believes that you moving to that firm is going to fit is a place where you're likely to stay. Bad law firms, and again, there's lots of bad law firms, but in terms of their hiring decisions, bad law firms make hiring decisions by hiring people that are just taking that job just for the sake of taking it and not because they want to be there. So I remember not too long ago, I was was recruiting for this firm in Los Angeles that was looking to hire corporate people. And it was a very well-respected mid-sized firm. There's probably 30 or 40 well-respected mid-sized firms with core practices in LA and they wanted to hire someone to work there and they had a very good pitch of reasons that people should work there and they had their choice of people to hire. The people that I thought were the best for them were people that were going to be from mid-sized firms with very good qualifications that would consider them a better firm or smaller firms that wanted to be at that firm and that would be the best thing that could ever happen to them. Oh, and then, of course, there would be people at large law firms that have had it with big firms who wanted to work at mid-sized firms and stay there and do all the, get the benefits of partnership and so forth. This firm made the mistake, and it was keen to watch, of trying to hire the absolute best person they could with the best qualifications from the largest firms. And so they went out and they hired I don't know two or three people like that. They hired one from New York and another one from California a big New York firm there. And then they so they hired three people like that, and those people were just settling. And they weren't really people that wanted and those these hires didn't happen through me. The firm, I don't know where they got them. But the point is that they hired these people and none of those people stayed. And and the law firm made a mistake. And the woman that's head of recruiting there, the recruiting coordinator was very good. And the people that made the decisions about the hiring were the partners there. But a lot of times if you hire people that are moving down or settling, it's not good. So law firms need to believe when you're applying to them that you're really doing the absolute best that you can. And you're applying to that firm because of something that firm offers that means something. And law firms make hiring mistakes all the time. But if the law firm doesn't believe that you're going to stick around, they're making a huge mistake.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.